Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. In order to do to be a good special effects makeup artist, you really need to have a strong grasp of color theory. Um, you know, when I do all my aging makeups and stuff, you need to be able to, you know, kind of do grooming and beauty makeups on top of them as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and understanding color theory, which is really important when you're, um, you know, a male groomer or a makeup artist for the film industry, because one size never fits all. And which is why I love, you know, water-based high def airbrush makeup. And I've used it my entire career um, because it's easy to custom make those foundations because, you know, you can get close, but it's just so much better to do if you can, if you have the skill set and the training to use color theory in order to do a perfect match yeah. or to color correct things like dark circles under the eyes, melasma, rosacea, acne scarring, this, that, and the other. When the Goonies came out. Nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, and I fell in love with uh, Sloth. Bagel guys! And that's still, to this day, one of the most brilliant animatronic practical makeup effects yeah. I have ever seen. So there was that, and then the next year, my aunt took me to the premiere of The Lost Boys. And that was all she wrote, bro. You're hooked. <laughs> I was hooked. Monsters and vampires. Makes sense. Yes. So the big question is this. How are creators like us, who aren't built for the 9 to 5, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable, how do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Creators. I am here with a longtime friend and amazing makeup artist, Corey Taylor Bryant. Welcome to the show, Corey. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Noah. <laughs> I got to real quick give a uh, shout out to my beer sponsor at Wood Boss Brewing. This is the Yo, beer. Foggy Trees oh. Easy IPA. I know. That I'm not... saved me one of those. You okay. gave me some last time I was there, but. That looks really awesome. So thank you, Woods Boss Brewing Company. You guys rock. So, yeah. okay. You've been a makeup artist for a long time. What? what how many years of experience would you say like, if, you, if you were to? Well, it depends on uh, what kind of experience. But basically, I started coloring my own hair and doing makeup when I was about 12 and was doing weddings and other things. But by the time I was probably 15 or 16, oh, wow. Um, wow. yeah, there hasn't been a person I've ever met that I haven't done their wedding hair and makeup. Um, but then I took a nice long 15 year reprieve as an executive at IBM, which uh, turns out money does not make you happy if you're an artist. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, I guess it's been about it'll be 15 years in um, in uh, January that I quit the corporate hang, started my own company, was lucky enough back then nobody was murdering anyone on Craigslist. We didn't have the <laughs> Craigslist murder. 
And I got my first nationwide show the day after I incorporated and threw my website up through Craigslist for uh, free speech wow. and occupy the media. Craigslist actually came through for something? That's crazy. Well, that's like 15 years ago, bro. So yeah, yeah. It was like before all those shenanigans and stuff. Now the only thing that's on there is porn film work. <laughs> There's not enough makeup or hand sanitizer in the world to get me to go down that road. We've all mistakenly uh, tr- uh, applied for a porn film off of Craigslist, and they're like, yeah, "Well, you need to buy the models." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, this no, this is yeah, not." They're not called models, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so what? What got you into? So you started with kind of weddings and stuff. When did you switch to? Oh no, that was just like a, a bystander to it. Um, literally, what got me into makeup came when I was pretty young. Um, you know, probably like, I think it might have been like 11 when the Goonies came out. Nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, and I fell in love with uh, Sloth. Bagel guys! And that's still, to this day, one of the most brilliant animatronic practical makeup effects I have ever seen. So there was that, and then the next year, my aunt took me to the premiere of The Lost Boys. And that was all she wrote, bro. You are hooked. I was hooked. (laughs) Monsters and vampires. Makes sense. Yes, but I also really love history. I mean, I'm a big, I have a master's in British literature, so that's another big thing I always- I didn't know you had a master's? What? Oh, I have two very useless masters. British literature and sociocultural anthropology. But, well, How at the time, they were useless. With Native American studies. Neither one were hiring when I got out of college, yeah. hence my going to work at IBM. But um, now I use both of them all the time with my oh. work. And I'm like, Mom, I told you I would make that worth the money. You know, it all be come back and be useful. And so I love hearing than me on my on my resume. Literally, it says uh, nine tenths of a film degree. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's more than most people who are big deals in the industry. And no, I know. Yeah, it's, I, it's like jobs like me. Nobody jobs. cares about film school. <laughs> What's the point of going to school and accruing tons of debt? When you can't pay off your student loans. That's why we have a shortage of doctors. Yeah. Psychiatrists. Yeah. Everything. So my sister, she's on she's on track. She's graduating in December to become a uh, physical therapist. So Oh, that's oh, yeah. yeah, uh, I do so love that. With your work kind of talk me through the differences. I mean, obviously there's, you know, pretty big ones, but are there what are the overlaps in beauty makeup and special effects makeup and Oh, they're they totally I mean, I, I'm of the philosophy to a certain degree that, um, I mean, I've been able to be successful in a non-union market like Colorado for, you know, 15 years, um, because I did it all like hair, makeup, male grooming, beauty, trauma, triage character and stuff like that. But in order to do, to be a good special effects makeup artist, you really need to have a strong grasp of color theory. Um, you know, when I do all my aging makeups and stuff, you need to be able to, you know, kind of do grooming and beauty makeups on top of them as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and understanding color theory, which is really important when you're, um, you know, a male groomer or a makeup artist for the film industry, because one size never fits all. And which is why I love, you know, water-based high def airbrush makeup. And I've used it my entire career. Um, because it's easy to custom make those foundations because, you know, you can get close, but 
it's just so much better to do if you can, if you have the skill set and the training to use color theory in order to do a perfect match yeah. or to color correct things like dark circles under the eyes, melasma, rosacea, acne scarring, this, that, and the other. Well, I'm interested too because I know that like a lot of, uh, especially movies shoot in raw, which is very flat when they're seeing it on screen. So like you have to work a lot, I'm sure, with the camera department and stuff to oh yeah make sure the skin color skin tones are like matching. That's why you have to read it. Um, they call reading it on camera. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you know once you're done, you always have to have someone from the hair and makeup team on monitor. Right. You know, because with shadows change or lighting changes, things that looked great. Five minutes ago, don't necessarily any longer. So, yeah, I don't. Ha- you don't want to have a bunch of uh, Trump faces walking around with the orange. No, or like the Jersey Shore thing, where like it's <laughs> yeah. a super tan face, and then they just stop right here, and you're like, whoa. You have like a, a spray tan competition with the Jersey Shore and Trump being judges. Well, at least the Jersey Shore <laughs> got the color of a tan, mostly right. I don't know what's going on with that, but. There's a reason why nobody knows who his personal hair and makeup artist is because they probably don't want to admit that they're responsible and work yeah. with that atrocity. So walk me through a typical day, like on a TV set or a film set as a makeup artist. Like what? Hey, so because also I, I'm I, I love this because you're usually one of the first people in the door because you got it. Yeah, definitely. You, you got early, early mornings. What? Early what, what is like a what's like a. a What's maybe not the earliest, but what's like an average early time to give people an idea? It kind of depends on whether it's more straight makeup or special effects. Because as you know, you know, some of the things that I do, like with Walking Dead or, um, you know, aging makeups, they take hours to accomplish. Yeah. And so, and that also, you know, also depends on how many people you have to run through. And depending on the budget, if it's you running the whole show, hair, makeup, and special effects, which as you know, is usually the deal that I was stuck with in Colorado. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I have a team, then it makes it exponentially easier. So there are a lot of factors that go into it. But I mean, I would say if it's like some pretty intense special effects, hours before. Yeah. Yeah. The actor and hours, because then everyone else. Is so we're talking like what, like four in the morning? Well, it depends on if it's a day shoot or a night shoot or right. whatever. I mean, that's, I would say like four hours in advance if you were doing something like a full blown walker or a, uh, like a, a detailed aging makeup or yeah for sure so we're talking for like so say like what sun sun up is like seven ish so you're there at 3 a.m to you know get all the ma- well i would say there have been a handful of times back when i was in colorado where uh i was running against a clock and it was just me myself and i that i've had a couple of like three four five a.m calls mm-hmm. uh, and then still have to do you know and everyone else shows up later so I'm a longer on set because who's going to take everything off, right. which can take not as much time because you're not having to keep it pristine and then paint and color it. But you can't just rip prosthetic grade and he's still yeah. prosthetics off of someone's face. You got to go slow and steady because, you know, as a Buddhist, I would feel awful if I damaged someone's skin. I know yeah. not everyone felt that way, but. You know, I'm no, it's like you and the uh, you and the grip department are there early and yeah, lining. Yep. And a lot of times that deck and stuff. But then there are other times like where you're much later in the day because either they're starting the day with B-roll or something along those lines or whatever. Um, 
and uh, and it takes you know they're just being able to get onto location at say you know six five or six a.m. and they have to set it up all the way from scratch. You know, like when people shoot an Airbnb, it's not like yeah. they're there the night before, and so they'll call you in. So typically, if it's just straight like with commercials and everything else, um, and just like kind of the straight makeup and grooming, um, I'm usually called in. Um, anywhere from, depending on if it's union or non-union, um, called in anywhere like from an hour to 30 minutes beforehand, because for the most part, a lot of the commercial stuff and this, that, the other, I mean, you could get there, load in and set up and be ready for, um, the first call for talent yeah. in 30 minutes. So. No, it's good. But it, it is interesting that there's always a bit of your before and after everybody else. So you're, I mean, one of the hardest working people there for sure. What uh, what is what are some of your the the your most proud like resume tickers that you've had so far? Oh God, that sounds so like braggerly to go into that. Oh, brag! This is where you brag. <laughs> um, I I think I'm more proud of the ability that some of my more challenging clients or you know clients that weren't that were going to be on camera but were like rocket scientists or whatever, never been on camera, who right. like go to the spotlight and basically i think one of the most important things about being a really good hair and makeup artist is you know being able to read a room and adjust your approach to each individual actor some of them like to listen to their lines you know on headphones and don't want to mm. talk to some of them will literally treat you like their bartender shrink and priest all rolled into one and i've been told some I'm like, hi, I'm Corey. And they'll be like, oh, I had an abortion last week. And I'm like, <laughs> nice to meet you. What was your name? I got some crazy uh, shit last night. You want to hear about it? I don't even know yeah. you. We're, we're yeah. here for the next two hours. Let's do it. <laughs> like even the biggest actors in the world, you're catching them uh, as a as a makeup artist, especially you're catching them in, in their most vulnerable oh, yeah. space. And being able to convert, you know, reading the energy of that particular person and convert your approach and and readjusting that maybe changing some of that energy and getting them into the right headspace mm. they can go out there and do what they do best and that's, that's a very good point i like serious, especially like if it's a you know a real intense scene or if there's something that yep. you know they got to get into and like you can kind of help the performance by getting yep. them clear you're having a bad day or yeah. over or They've never been on camera before and are very uncomfortable by the whole thought of it and scared yeah. to death. So that to me is like one of the best parts and the thing I'm most proud of. But, um, you know, I, I like to say sometimes, uh, especially in my experiences, don't Google your talent beforehand <laughs> if they're someone you're a fan of and don't meet your heroes. Um, and if you meet your heroes, definitely don't Google them. Yeah. Because like... <laughs> That is like a lot of stuff swimming in your head with some of the stuff you find out about some of these people that you idolize. So um, I did an amazing uh, pilot, which last year uh, won Best Independent Pilot at Series Fest, which is the international and it's worldwide. Yeah. And I got to work with someone who had been my hero and, and you know, was one of the reasons why I wanted to work in movies, obviously. Quentin Tarantino had a huge influence on my life when I was in college. You know, that yeah, was all of us. Yeah, that's when Reservoir Dogs came out, which is still one of my favorite movies to this day, mm -hmm. especially Mr. Blonde, Michael Madsen. And uh, 
and he was in the pilot, so I got to shoot an effect where he gets shot in the face by the guys from uh, the Broken Lizard comedy troupe, uh, the guys from uh, Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah, I saw the I saw the set photos for that. I'm so excited yeah. to see when it. It was out. oh, it's it's so many things. Hopefully, someone picks it up. It's a brilliant show. I mean, it was literally the. Can't go wrong. Listen, it's very hard to go wrong with the Broken Lizard guys. Yeah, and they like most of them were so just oh, wonderful, like you know. And I also did an amazing film that did really well. That actually, my mom. It's the first I took her to the premiere, and uh, she laughed so hard that she was like tears streaming down her face and she does not typically hell i won't even watch half the movies and stuff <laughs> i've done in colorado because independent and all and they're oh. but this one i love and uh it's and okay Star. it's okay colorado she lives in atlanta now it's all good no but like she, you know she still loves you clients <laughs> i do i love all i love colorado and i hope to go back i just need to make enough money to retire there yeah yeah that's fair. i want but we've all done like some crazy, dumb, independent horror films and that we wouldn't personally... It's exactly what I've done. It's exactly what I've done. It's some crazy, dumb, independent horror films. I actually died on on camera, which was cool, but... Oh, yeah. I had to be, like, still (laughs) that clown that I designed and I have a phobia of clowns in film. So you weren't even acting. They were just like, oh, this is I made you look scary and now this is is really bad for me. Oh, yeah. And then they would, of course, try to do that. But no, most of the stuff I've done in Colorado I absolutely love, but it never comes out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not both, theater. We all know that they, you know, they blow their wad with production and they overshoot. Yeah. And then, you know, and with the the you know pandemic and the lockdown and people being out of work for so long because we were treated like you know the immigrants, redheaded stepchildren of the United States because we're W nine income people and uh, unemployment is only W two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just right right in that gap of you're totally yeah. fucked. exactly and like no help and somehow you know i've owned a business that's successful for 12 years and i applied to get like ten thousand dollars during the pandemic for my business so i can help keep up with the artists who work with me and for me and uh i was turned down and somehow kanye west that nutbag who's worth bajillions got 50 billion dollars and out or 50 million dollars and i'm like yeah that totally tracks love you america All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know you're not comfortable talking about it, but I'm gonna do it rapid fire. I'm gonna do it rapid fire, just, just so we Let's get some context. Let's talk about music. No, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. Rapid fire. I got ten fingers. Give me ten celebrities or people that you uh, are excited to do makeup on that you've done it. All right, you count it down for me. Michael Madsen, um, Broken Lizard comedy troupe, um. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, obviously. That counts, that, yeah, that counts as one. <laughs> yeah, even though it's music and a film, and I redesigned some things in Casa Bonita. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, Oliver Tree. Nice. Yeah, at his first sold-out Red Rock show. Uh, Ween. Um, Primus. Uh, Whitesburg Panic. A lot of music, nice. Uh, Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller, yeah. Um, Lindsey Vaughn, and my favorite new athlete, um, Jamal Murray. Solid. From the truth, not Super Bowl, the whatever the basketball thing is, tournament. I'm getting into the NBA. Every or... nugget. Yeah. The... 
sports ball. Sports ball, sports. But no, yeah, that's that's quite a resume. That's that's uh, and again, like for it's it's such a mixture of a like for I feel like for some probably some of the sports people they just want to kind of chill on their phone versus the actors are trying to get into their thing. Yeah, so like get me started on the stories I could tell you <laughs> about that. I'm like, dude, you're six foot eight. I just had back surgery, and you're making me do the limbo because you're bent over with your eight finger forehead <laughs> on your phone all the time, like. Throw me a bone here, buddy. So, uh, actually, this uh, this is interesting. What do you think are some key differences in the approach to makeup for different eras or genres in film and television? Um, I would say more about, I mean, as far, it would be more about uh, media. So, live and stage or live stage film is very different than, um, say, at commercials versus... Yeah. Uh, you know, films, depending on what camera they're being shot on, um, you know, the lighting situations or whatever, and then working in music videos and with, you know, bands and stuff like that. Or like I did the uh, press junket for Dr. Sleep and I was the personal for the director of Dr. Sleep. We just rewatched that the other day. That movie is fucking chilling. Yeah, that was like a highlight of my career. I'm not going to lie. Ewan McGregor, hello. He's (laughs) right Like literally, literally, hello there. Sean Connery, <laughs> hello there. And uh, and it was just so wonderful because it was at the Staley Hotel, and it was like you know that was all the you don't you don't get better than that. That's that's no. The and then they had like the the big after party or whatever. It was like Monster High prom or something. Like it's all done up all kooky and um, all that stuff. But that's in the winter and there's snow and we're outdoors. Mm. So you got the reflection of snow with lights. And things like that, and the different shadows as the sun, because it's outside, as the sun moves across yeah. Yeah. the horizon. So <clears throat> there's a lot of differences with that. Um, I would say, as far as like theater um, and and live stage and things like that, um, because of those situations and circumstances, you have to up level certain things like lips and cheek mm-hmm. and you know eyes and stuff, so that they'll read. Um, you know, to the wider audience and on. Because they're getting blown out by a whole deck of lights. Like just washed out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and sometimes, you know, if it's someone who's not used to, you know, not really uh, in the industry, they'll just be like, oh my God, and I look like a hooker. And I'm like, there's a picture. How do you think you look? Yeah, exactly. Who does he want stage? I mean, I would, (laughs) you look like a creepy Kardashian if you walked outside and went to brunch in it. But it's perfect for what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember I uh, I did musical theater in high school, uh, and I remember okay. the like after show. We, it was it was in California, so we, it wasn't Denny's. It was uh, Nations Nation Nations Burgers, and we would always be there like you know nine ten o'clock at night after the evening show, in just yep. the whole table, guys and girls, full makeup, going yep. crazy. I, like I mean, the theater days were great. Start, I got my start in theater and musical theater. Um, I was actually an award-winning theatrical actor, theater actress um, from the time I was about seven and uh, uh, through, I think I stopped doing theater as an actress, um, probably my sophomore year in college. Um, All right. We're adding child star to your resume. Oh, God, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> award-winning in New Jersey. I played Juliet in the New Jersey Shakespeare Festival. Wow. I won. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, the coolest part was the costumes and the fact that my drama yeah. teacher, we had a beautiful theater and the drama teacher's brother had like won the Tony that year. And it was just amazing yeah. experience. That was the only good thing about New Jersey overall forever. Oh, the Italian food was really good too. So, but um, tell but me yeah, about uh, makeup. Tell me about your favorite like special effects makeup job that you've or like specifically what it was uh, that you that you made. Uh, oh, okay. Probably one of my hands down favorites is um, I work with this amazing, amazing band out of LA called uh, Rosu, and they're kind of like a little like Lincoln Park, like kind of like one screamy singer and then one more melodic singer and like really heavy and you know i'm a big fan of Lincoln park is one of my faves yep but um so i've worked with them on a lot of their videos uh you know i love the establishing relationships and they threw me a challenge the you know the first video we did together when i first met them um they wanted this character we shot in this like decrepit old abandoned barn in the middle of nowhere in colorado like we had to climb a ladder up and down it was like oh 20 God. degrees and I was doing this makeup and um, I think it was, might've been Troy, Troy Tenix or Buddy's uh, really old kind of rundown uh, fifth wheel with, and the only way we could get heat in there because obviously, you know, with using like foam latex or prosthetic glues, prosades and stuff, they freeze. They have a flash point where they freeze and they turn solid, they completely change their chemical compound never to go back to being liquid so you have to be <laughs> careful with that and so the only way we could warm it up in there on that day because it was also super windy too was by turning on all four or two of the gas burners and as you know like everything we use in special effects is like flammable <laughs> af and so it was kind of challenging uh-huh. but they 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 told me they wanted uh because they knew i'd worked with the walking dead and all that stuff they wanted a cross between Eddie from Iron Maiden okay. and a straight up Walker. That's a good challenge. It was awesome. It's definitely one of my more popular, famous, or well-known <clears throat> makeups that I did. And then I also- that was for, uh, You said that was for a music video, right? Yeah, it was for one of the music videos for them. Send me, send me the link to that and we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, all this stuff's on my Insta and I just yeah. did all those new reels and stuff. But then also another one of my favorites was that pilot I was telling you about offline where I had to basically do an effect indicating that um, uh, Michael Madsen, who's kind of the bad guy or whatever, he gets shot in the face with a shotgun by the- No spoilers, sorry. (laughs) Now it's awesome. Uh, But anyway, so obviously they don't show it from that angle. All of the injury and, and trauma typically from any kind of gun- uh, injury or caliber is through the back end, the exits where it's right, right, right. The hole in the head. So I had to do like a shotgun blast to the face and the exit wound of brain, bone batter, and everything else out of the back side of the head. That was, was that, um, were you on the kind of, was there, I'm mean, obviously there's an air can on that, but were you responsible for the matter going out or were you just like on the head itself? Oh, yeah, no. It was... Whoa. Shoot. Hold on. We're good. We're good. It just, my computer switched out for a second. It happens. The way that they had shot it, because, you know, it was independent at the time in spite of the very illustrious cast. Um, right? The hell of a cast. Yeah. I mean, that's not even all of it. The Actually, the the lead 
in it is a French actress whose name escapes me, but she had just been in um, this amazing film that was about World War II and zombies. She's French, who learned how to speak English from her Australian boyfriend. So you don't even want to know. Like, none of us could understand a word that in it. Oh, my God. Because French, French Australian accent. That is. Yeah. A French Australian accent speaking English. And uh, so it was very, it was like French and Australian. I was, I was, it was like a combo. Like, yeah. Uh, Gabe Dorn directed that, right? Who? Gabe Dorn. Yes, he did. Yeah. I love him. I, he's he's, brilliant. he's, he's my, been a homie for a long time. That is my favorite. Um, yeah, it's awesome. One of my favorite product uh, productions I've been on, but stories. Like yeah. I, everything about it is funny and brilliant and timely. So, and it was just such a joy. And I don't know if you knew this, but it was, it was literally the week of Memorial Day, like mm. end of May. And we got, and we were in Gold Hill, about 30 miles up the mountain from Boulder. And we got hit with 12 inches of snow blizzards every single day. Uh. Everyone had come in from LA. Nobody had the right clothes. Um, I, you know, I only had like capri jeans and so I had to tie little, like my artist rags around my ankle to, to protect from where my combat boots uh, ended and that was exposed before my freaking capri pants started. I, I do. I have a quick story about LA with yeah, LA and Colorado, which is great. I was where I was, uh, actually it's out now, which I, I can't, I haven't posted the photo. Anyway, my, I, I was a PA on uh, Best in Snow, uh, Disney, a Disney show. And oh my god, I love Disney movies. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was it was super fun. It was it was wild. I got to meet Kermit and everything. It was awesome. But Kermit, uh, Kermit yeah, Kermit and uh Titus from uh Kimmy Schmidt. I didn't okay, so not Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog, yeah. I didn't know that was a Disney pro- uh product. Yeah, yeah, the best in snow. Anyway, so we were shooting in uh at Loveland and or sorry, in at I anyway. What was it? But we, I was, I was, a, I was taking the, uh, the one of the executives and producers. We were trying to go to Loveland Pass to kind of. They're going to scope out oh, getting a, a drone shot. I'm going literally thirty miles an hour. Was it up, snowing? No, no. It was, it was. There was snow around, but it was like the road was fine. Oh, this guy did not. He was like, "Oh, all right, all right. We can slow down." I'm like, "I'm going thirty, man. Like, I live in the mountains." Where the, you like, yeah. You, you got nobody else driving this car right now. Exactly. Not only that, but like. But he literally told me you. to slow down like four. I think we ended up getting to the top at like fifteen or twenty miles an hour because he just could not handle the height. It was. I literally. I was like trying not to laugh. I was like, if I because if I laugh, I might get fired. But like, dude, come on, really? we're on a road. Dude, <laughs> you know, if you like, can't possibly die while doing it, what's the point? You and I are both <laughs> extreme sports people, so. That's just, that was fun, I was kind of cracking up to myself on that one. I was like, "All right, you know, you haven't even seen you like a hill is a mountain to you, apparently." <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, L.A. Come on, <laughs> they don't get a lot of snow there. No, I mean that's wild. I mean, not, they shut down the whole state if they get a snow or ice storm. Oh yeah, yeah. If they, yeah. I mean, they don't have the infrastructure. It's so rare. That's one of my favorite uh, memes I've seen. Was like, it's like t- it's like two ice cubes on the ground, and they're like in snow in Texas. Well, better shut the schools down. <laughs> yeah like last year my dad in texas and he lives at near hillsboro kind of between dallas and uh austin and they got like more snow than we did yeah right right and it shut everything i mean just and then this year 
Dude, you guys got snow the earliest I can remember in the 20-something years I lived there. It was like before Halloween or something, right? We got a snowstorm before Halloween this year. We got... It cleared a good amount, but like, it was like, come on, this is ridiculous. Three days, man. I heard it was like a lot of inches. Yeah, no, we got, we got, I think we got like a foot up here in, uh, in Evergreen. Oh yeah. But it snowed like Friday to Sunday, I heard. Yeah. Like in the national near. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was huge. (laughs) But what's nice is it let, uh, the ski resorts open. So we're going next week as our, as our, uh, our first day. So, um, back to kind of makeup. Uh, what advice would you give to makeup artists trying to come up in TV, film, all the kind of aspects that you do? Like, uh, you know, what's, you know, not like, I don't know, something practical, something like realistic for people that want to start off. Yeah, no, I mean, I've helped a lot of people and I've had a lot of, um, assistants and mentees over the last 15 years. Um, the one thing I, I have noticed. And but I know if I say about I'm really thinking, then people are gonna think I hate millennials and like start sending you hate mail. But <laughs> a lot of the people, let's just say in the vanity, our 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 tens of watchers and listeners are, are yes, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, I would say like do the work, like no, like it's got to be either you have to be totally insane, which we all are, as you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, or just like know that you were put on the earth to do this, and there's nothing else you could or would want to do. Like you got to make the commitment because it's not easy. You got to pay your those dues. go hand in hand. By the way, you got to be yeah. crazy enough to think you can actually succeed, and then also and not be afraid of the work. work. Yeah, do the work, and that's All what I've noticed lately in the last several years. Is a lot of people aren't willing to do the work. They get yeah. my name from somewhere, from someone, uh, and they just kind of want to just walk right in. And I stopped doing that because it. I was not only doing a huge disservice to myself when inevitably they would, you know, try to steal my clients or Mm. talk bad about me, undercut my pricing and all that stuff and things that hurt my feeling. Um, And I have a sensitive feeler. Um, She's very sensitive. But also I was raised by baby boomers and I'm Gen X and like my worth ethic is solid. I mean, there's a reason I was an executive at IBM and then moved into this and started my own company and haven't had, fortunately, knocking on wood, to do anything else in the last 15 years. And I've been able to also support uh, a small team of uh, other amazing, gifted and talented, hardworking artists who have the same mindset and philosophy that I do. And that's really amazing. But one thing I will say is like, it's it's not glamorous. So if you're getting into it because you think you're gonna, you know, marry justin bieber when you do his makeup on a video never gonna happen uh, <laughs> you don't get to walk the red carpet you get to do the people's makeup who walk the red carpet um it's it's hard tough work especially in the independent and lower budget scene as you know i mean we've all you know shot in the mountains slept in a tent slept in a bates motel you know work a when million we hours. say you have to love it that's what we mean like Again, yeah. what you were saying with with the with the with the film or the the music video, like it like snowy mountains, cold as shit, hard to get to set, and then trying to heat up uh, special effects makeup that is flammable on gas. Like it's it's well, I mean, you've got to really be like, and then you have to go home at the end of that day and be like, this was the best day ever, right? And then when you're starting out in your career, and I know you know this better than anyone too, uh, you have to pay your dues. So oh, I, mean, yeah. I came from 
you know, I'd always been a hair and makeup artist, but I came from a corporate, you know, world. And, you know, after six spinal fusions and like realizing that all of the money and benefits, healthcare, pension, all that stuff that I had couldn't fix me, my soul and inside. And I had had six spinal fusions by then. I've only had one in the last 10 years. And that was due in large part from the pandemic lockdown. Mm. But I always got up like a month later and went skiing and stuff. You just, you have to pay your dues and learn from the ground up. There's no skipping the line because, you know, it's, you can't really move forward and you don't get, like I have been lucky enough to have uh, all these longtime beloved clients that I'm, you know, during the strike now being in a union state, I'm flying yeah. back every other week. Uh, Which, by the way, you don't get those if you don't do good work. Good work. Exactly. Is, and good work. So it's A, putting in putting in the hours and stuff, but also like you have to be good at what you do. Yeah. Which takes time and practice. You right. know what I mean? You never learn it all. And I still take master classes to this day. In fact, like a Always month learn. ago. Always. A month ago, I took this amazing master class on makeup depart department heading for makeup and hair by a very well-known and respected award-winning uh, longtime makeup artist. Her name is um, uh, Kim Green. And so my mentor is named Kim Jones, and she did The Haunted Mansion. And so I get them. Oh, that must have been a fun gig. Oh, yeah, no lie, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I still took that class because even though because of how I came up in Colorado, I've almost always been the key or the department head for yeah. everything. And um, and it's not, you know, you can't just be a good hair or makeup artist and be a department head because that's the department head job is a lot more about working out the budget, doing the makeup designs, hiring your team of like-minded, talented people, and then running that show. There's a lot more to it, which is where I feel like, you know, spending the first 15 years of my career in corporate America and being an expert in contract language and risk assessment um, and all those things has really, you know, helped a lot. You had the business side experience already going in and then the artist exactly. side came out, which is usually the opposite of creative. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, you can be creative. It's called show business people. <laughs> it's not like show up when you feel like it hungover or whatever. I mean, be like hungover, but make it to the 6 a.m. call time. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, I do what I have to do. I mean, there's so many, like, I never cancel last minute. No. I work sick. Because uh, you, you won't get hired again. Well, not just that, but it's, you know, for me, it's probably, you know, my Pollyanna Buddhist stuff. It's more about honoring your commitments and and showing up. And, like, if, if makeup doesn't show up, the show doesn't go on. And you right. cost, you know, smaller budgets, thousands of dollars they don't have and bigger budget stuff even more because mm -hmm. then you're having to track someone down. So anytime I've like been sick enough to where I couldn't, you know, go on set or during the one time I got COVID, um, you know, cause obviously I was a CCO for a very long time. The most certified one in Colorado because everyone somehow thought makeup was the germiest place. I'm like, it's the only safe place. Why do you think I'd stay in the makeup room all the time? <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's, I do believe in, like, there's a reason I won't, you know, like in Colorado, a lot of people smoke pot on set and stuff. But if I were to, you know, take a shot of Jameson or smoke pot and stab someone in the eye and with a mascara on and permanently blind them, 
I mean, the chemicals I use and, and just the things that I do with my job are can be very dangerous. So you need the training. Yeah. Um, you yeah. need to do the training, not just be like, oh, well, I do awesome Halloween costumes and I work at a haunted house and I do cosplay. That does not make you a film special effects makeup artist. Oh, no. Chemical difference. I mean, exactly what we just talked about. That is... That is closer to theater and live. It's not dealing with camera color. It's not dealing with well. You're not you dealing know, with lighting. Like, I mean, a little bit of lighting, but like yeah, ninety nine percent isopropyl prosade. Like so much stuff is you know you have to be very careful. Like you could permanently damage someone's skin. Yeah, you could permanently maim or blind them. And I would never be able to live with myself if not. And I've seen too much, honestly, in in the last fifteen years of people, you know, undercutting my rates as a, a trained, experienced uh, special effects makeup artist and using, you know, someone who, you know, is self-taught only and has never worked, you know, with some of these things. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, you get what you pay for. But it's, it's really unethical, I feel like, for artists to not. Like, even basic, you know, wedding hair and makeup artists or whatever, there's a reason why a lot of states, like over half states, require you to have a cosmetology license to do makeup and an esthetician's license and a barber cosmo license for hair um, for because, you know, you're, there are sanitary, like we have very strict guidelines, you know, from um, the, uh, oh God, what is it called? The um, consumer whatever the watchdogs are for like consumer things, like where you report someone cause you went to a nail salon and they cut you and then you got gangrene, your toe fell off or the whatever. Better, bus better business bureau? Dirty tools. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's actual state agency. Oh, uh, it escapes me now. But uh, the point being is like, no matter if you're in TV and film or consumer based with any of this stuff, you still need training. If for no other reason, like a lot of us are artists by nature my canvas happens to be the human skin and body. I can't even barely straw, draw a stick figure, so there's that. And some people are, were artists who became makeup artists and create the most beautiful creature creations or makeups or this, that, and the other. But that's not all the job is. There's, yeah. you know, there's licenses, there's uh, safety and health code uh, requirements that if something were to happen on a film set and you don't know what you're doing or you cause a problem, then that film set is going to be sued. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're smart enough to have an LLC, but usually those people who do stuff like that aren't smart enough to have an LLC. But <laughs> either way, if it's you're on union, that comes, that goes to the production. So, and you're just, and you're making it, you know, to the fact that, A, you're never, your reputation is going to be ruined. The, and uh, that film will probably, or whatever, will probably never get finished, come out or get made because of it. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. It's, that's 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 good. No, that, honestly, like not to sound like overwhelming to people, but like there's a lot involved. It's yeah, a, it is a a film. A film is an economy essentially. There's a lot of shit happening. There's a lot of regulations well, and less stuff. Even consumer stuff too, you know, or stage or whatever. Right. Like I've been doing hair and makeup since I was twelve, um, my whole life. Even when I worked, you know, in corporate America. But it, when I decided to, to quit and start my own company, the very first thing I did was uh, take my pension that I cashed out and go to L.A. to take master classes 
at Cinema Makeup School where a lot of uh, my friends and mentors and idols uh, like V. Neil, Aaron and Mike Amikash, um, you know, Cato Stefano, all of the, you know, Tammy Lane, all these amazing people. And some of them have even taught there, but you learn from the best to be the best. And you got to check your ego at the door. There's no room in this industry. That's all taken up by people above the line. The below the line people, they know where room for ego. You got to grind it out. <laughs> yeah. And just stay positive and love your life, man. That's like the best thing. And that's, I think, truly the reason I've been able to do this, you know, very late in life as a second act and very quickly compared to some in a state that isn't in a film state, has no film incentives and no film union to speak of, um, is because, uh, you know, it's, it's your job to, you know, read a room, provide whatever energy and things that the talent needs to go out and do their job the best. And, um, and just be grateful, man. I get paid pretty well, I might add, to have Halloween be every day sometime. Or yeah. like, I don't even believe this is a real job, man. And sure, broke most of the time. This six-month strike is not helping anybody. Um, it's very awful. But, you know, I just try to always be grateful and present because the reason that I became so obsessed with makeup and effects from Lost Boys and uh, Reservoir Dogs and uh, True Romance, another one of my favorites, uh, is because I am the biggest fan of TV and movies and books and music that you will ever, ever, ever meet. Yep. And you've got to be a fan. In my I opinion, do. you got to love what you're doing because it is hard and grueling. Some days are like eight hours. Some days are like 24 hours straight. <laughs> and you don't know what that's going to be until you're halfway through. So it is no, honestly, especially on set days when you know the wife is like, "Hey, what time are you going to be home?" And I'm like, "Honestly, I'm not sure." Yeah, like I have no idea. You should know this already. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I'd stop telling like Andy or you know people making plans if when I was working on something of that nature, like a film or whatever, uh, because I had learned too many times the hard way uh, that I was like wasting money on concerts and hockey games. I couldn't go to stuck at work. And, yeah. You miss a lot of family birthdays, including your own, and holidays and stuff like that. Uh, at least in the beginning, you do. Yeah. Um, you know, until you to build it up. But you got to be tenacious and uh, be grateful and just, you know, like I always say, follow your bliss. Three eleven. Follow your bliss. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, so I had a couple of uh, I got a couple of personal questions to kind of end off here. Uh, and I think you kind of uh, covered it a little bit already with this last kind of bit, but is there any other piece of advice that you would give yourself for the version of yourself 10 years ago? Yeah, don't listen to your mom. Uh, you know, I wanted to move to L.A. after college to be an actress. Um, you know, I eventually would have figured out that was never going to, you know, a lot more longevity and work for women of my age or certain age <laughs> uh, behind the camera. And I honestly love it. Honestly, just a lot more work in general behind the camera, no matter what it yeah. is. Like. And I also find it way more rewarding. But, um, you know, don't don't listen to the naysayers. 311 also said, fuck the naysayers. They don't mean a thing. And it's true. Like, But a lot of us get too bogged down in what other people think of us 
or pressure from family. Like my mom was just worried, you know. I mean, I had a curfew on prom night and when I would come home from college on summers. Like crazy stuff like that. Um, but you live life. Just listen, I would say listen to your gut. Like follow your heart, listen to your gut. Don't let anyone talk you out of it, turn you away, steal your sunshine. None of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just brush that shit off and develop a very thick skin. Um, and also uh, armor, armor skin. Well, that and duck feathers. Just let that let out the bad shit roll right off your back and breathe in the good shit. I love that. I love the duck. But yeah, let shed your feathers when you need to. <laughs> yep, exactly. Be waterproof, man. All right. This one's going to be hard. You ready? All right. <laughs> What's the title of your memoir? Oh, my God. I was just talking to my client in L.A. yesterday. Um he thought I was hilarious for some reason. I was, yesterday was the anniversary of, you know, the whole left at the altar five minutes before thing. Oh, fun. So that was fun. So it was a little punchy. And uh, I was just making him laugh really loud. And he was like, you're an angel right now, book. So we were trying to think about it. And I talked to him again today. And uh, I th I'd come up with one, uh, adventures, uh, something about like adventures uh, in mayhem and makeup. That fits very well. Right, you know me better than yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've known you for a long time. That adventures in makeup and mayhem. Life. That is uh, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I had an interesting life. This is this is kind of a recurring theme now because I use uh, actually it's funny talking about the strike. I use ChatGPT to kind of come up with uh, podcast uh, show notes and title suggestions. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't come up with something better than adventures in makeup and mayhem, then uh, I'm using that. For this oh, that's episode. awesome! Please do. I would love that. Well, uh, it's also kind of a nice sneaky way of getting title suggestions from from guests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like always. Andy and I used to have this thing where we would like say something really bizarre. We'd be like, "That's the name of our band." Right, yeah, yeah, band name. <laughs> so, should I ever start a band? There you go. For my third act, I've got a list a mile wide. That's of solid. Uh, <laughs> that I've been working on for those, but yeah. Um, so outside of, uh, outside of work, what's a hobby that kind of lets you relax and takes you away from it? You already know the answer, but I'm guessing I have to say it anyway. Uh, music. I, oh yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, music live. live You're at a concert, what, every weekend or so? As much as I can. I follow 311 around the planet and have for 35 years. Jason Isbell in the 400 unit for the last seven years. Um, there's you know, several other bands and, uh, you know, that I will just, I spend a lot of, well, I spend all my money on either makeup and effect stuff and training and new books and stuff like that. Cause it's a write-off and concerts and traveling to concerts. When Ain't I go wrong with a write-off. Yeah. When I was with my ex, Honestly, I wonder if with your, if you have a CPI, I wonder if concerts could be technically. It is write-off actually. It's so research, right? So it's my streaming. Um, yeah, so all my streaming is a write-off. It's research, yeah. Concerts, yeah, research and development. Any, by the way, any creative get a CPA. They are a life. Uh, get get it. Get an account. Well, I already knew that you don't need an accountant, but make sure you have an LLC. Yeah, but I'm just saying with the the they know. Oh yeah, the IRS cares Not about and what they don't. Get a good one. Yeah, I I, yeah, I anybody who wants, I'll refer you my guy. He's a he's a magician. Well, you got to get L.A. or Atlanta or New Orleans, like where they actually have a film union to get people who do enough of it 
That's and true. enough of the like and work with hair and special yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup effects. Yeah, so get, get a CPA that is in your city and in your in, like specialty in your industry. In yeah, get world. referrals from people in the union or whatever. It's a big and it'll, the union, not only what's saving lawyer. money, but it'll literally like I get tax returns. I sh- I don't know how, but I, I get tax returns. But that's mostly because I spend all of my profits back into my business or going to yeah. concerts. And I'm really good with write-offs. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and you need to protect yourself and your assets and, yeah. um, and all that stuff. But yeah, this will be the first year where I'm actually hiring an industry CPA yeah. person here That's in it. Atlanta. I mean, not like any of us made very much money this year. Well, at least if you're in the union with the strike being the longest in history now going on over. I will, I will publicly say now, cause I've been working really hard on it. I've been kind of in like a, a video business. Actually, I will, I'll just promote it straight up. I'm in, it's called the video business Academy run by Nick Metzger. And it's really about helping production companies make a lot more money. And I've nice. been working hard in their, in their program and actually Pat made uh, just over $10,000 in October. That's awesome. Then you can go and teach that to the masses and you're making- I will refer them to Nick because I don't want to steal the business, but yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. That's what I'm saying. Goes back to the training. Like, know what the state laws are too. Like, don't be the person who was like, you don't have a cosmetology license and you did a wedding and then you get reported and, you know, or that you can't, like, know that you need to ask people whether they're getting fake eyelashes, which also uses a form of latex their glue if they have a latex allergy which is pretty common same with special effects you have to know you need to yeah no it's silicone like i mean there's options for everything but you yeah. need to know like you can't use the same brush on everyone you have to have enough clean brushes and just spraying it with alcohol is not good enough mm. you have to have everyone needs their own brushes i mean especially after the pandemic but even before then that was a rule because you know, pink eye, conjunctivitis of the eye, like so many things that happens all the time when you're a sloppy, dirty, messy makeup artist. <laughs> Bad dog. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you here to end off. Uh, tell the people where to find you and what you got going on in your life right now. Uh, well, I finally had the foresight to let my agent and the big agents, national agency I'm with, exclusive artists out of L.A., know that I'd moved three months ago uh, because I knew the CMAs were being televised live in Nashville, which is just like two hour drive away. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so I called and I let him know on Friday and he was like, perfect timing. I just got a call from the Golden Bachelor, who's a presenter. And then Peyton Manning, who's a very, you know, a very long time, 10 years. Nobody, nobody knows who Peyton Manning is. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, he's hosting it. Man, he pimped everything. He's like the prostitute of marketing, uh, but now he's hosting. He's like he's like the Ryan Reynolds, but the football version. Yeah, but Ryan Reynolds is hot, and I would watch that man all the time. And Ryan Reynolds doesn't do commercials for Subway. Yeah, every day. Yeah, he takes all the he. Ryan Reynolds does his own company's commercials. Peyton Manning does everybody else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but he's hosting with Brad Paisley from the American Family Insurance. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know? And then there were several other uh, people who had asked my agency, uh, like artists who were nominees or performing live at the CMAs, walking the red carpet or were presenting awards or whatever. 
And so it's like, oh my God, I just got all of this stuff because that's when I do the tell like the press junkets at Telluride International Film Festival and Sundance with them. And so it was like, it was like, why didn't I do this earlier? But then again, you know, most stuff because it's music, it's not affected by the listen, strike. listen, right? Just instead of saying why didn't I do this earlier, just realize that it's right time, right place. Oh no, totally, and it was. So maybe I'll maybe I'll throw a big uh, monkey or a wrench in the whole golden bachelor thing, and then he'll meet me and he'll just be like, "Screw that show, I want her." <laughs> I'll call you. I'll I'll call you from earlier. That will never happen. <laughs> you don't know that. I'm a fun. Sunny, nice. I no, listen. I'm I'm the eternal optimist. You go, you go get your golden bachelor. That's the thing. Like, you know what? Brad Pitt would probably be my husband. He just hasn't met me yet. Listen, hey. You know Noah. I'm charming AF. Who doesn't want some of this? Go, go get yours. Go get yours. My ex. <laughs> oh my god! I this has been a blast. I uh, oh, yeah. just love Don't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I love talking to you too, and I can't wait. I'll come up not working this winter, and we will go ski. Yeah, the frick out of. See if you can keep up, see if you can keep up with us in the trees on our snowboards. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I only ski and do the makeup for Hot Dog Han, the three-time Olympic uh, freestyle half-pipe downhill skier, Lindsey Vaughn and Michaela Schifrin. But I'll try to keep up. I, I, I'm telling. Listen, there's a difference between putting makeup on and being on no, I'm kidding <laughs> no I have to ski I have to ski with them down you like do? old terrain parks and all that stuff yeah they do touch up uh, I didn't know that I That's thought we just afford to ski <laughs> like, since the pandemic like, okay you're, oh, you're no. like oh I did it in the you were on on the hill with them all right that's fair that's fair we moved here in 2000 just to ski because back then I worked for IBM so oh, I moved you to okay all right you could you'll probably you'll probably dust us then no I just I don't know I mean, I don't like snowboards. I don't like things. I like my legs autonomous. I like to have a yard sale. It doesn't seem like your shit comes off when you wipe out, which is why all of you have broken. No, it definitely doesn't. But you also don't have to go fishing out of the, up the hill. Hey, man, a good yard sale is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, and I love tree runs. And so as I've gotten older and now that I have seven spinal fusions, um, I use uh, ski blades or snow blades so that I can still do moguls and go through all the beautiful tree runs that Colorado had the right. They're the best, man. The it's best. such a beautiful sport. So close to like flying. Yeah. Nice solitary. You put in your rock and roll. Oh yeah, you have no. I know people that people that don't listen to music while they do it are psychopaths. People that don't listen to music. Period. Are psychopaths. Sure. I can't even take a shower uh, without listening to music. I you, you and my wife both. Yeah, I make playlists for all of my hard makeup designs because it helps with my ADHD. So. Oh. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Have an awesome uh, rest of your night and kill it in Atlanta. And, and prepping for my 5 a.m. flight in a few hours. So everybody, everybody think about when you, when you see the C, well, we'll see when's it come, when are the CMAs coming out? Uh, I think it's on. Uh, Did this actually? I think it's this. It's yeah. It's like this week. Uh, later so this will be out a little later than that, but if you go watch the rerun of it, just it's remember, sweet. Corey worked on a few of those faces. <laughs> and also, I did Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank here in Atlanta. It was my spectacular right. here. And she was amazing. No ego at all for the woman who owns all of Manhattan and is a billionaire. <laughs> I loved her. She reminded me of my grandma, but 
know? Just a total, just a boss ass grandma. Oh, yeah. Well, my grandma was pretty bought that. Too, yeah, so. But yeah, it was really great. So yeah, just like stay positive, do the work and uh, believe in yourself, man, because nobody else can do it for you. That is, I can't think of a better way to end it right there. For everybody watching and listening, I will see you next time.